The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center Studio. Hope you are having a great Tuesday, November the 30th. Man, we are creeping, creeping around the corner on December, because tomorrow's December the 1st. You know what that means. You know what that means. We are closer to the SEC championship game. We're closer to early Sunday period. And Tennessee just got one player better yesterday with the commitment of Christian Harrison. Man, you called that one, right? You knew all along, man. You, you called that one, man. Yeah, I guess that's one way to look at it. <laughs> you you got to be able to read the tea leaves. Listen to what is being said. I, th- I, th- I feel like most people understand. We'll have Austin Price on um, in hour number three to talk about recruiting. And, man, recruiting is going to get fun. I think it's going to be fun, Ben. Yes, re- recruiting is always fun. And this is the time of year where it's it's really – really fun and the early signing period has become the main signing day it's it's no longer the Wednesday the first Wednesday in February that moves the needle for me it's it's this month it's I guess it's the the third week in December where where guys can sign the the three-day period that that's what moves the recruiting needle is is this upcoming month and Tennessee's well positioned with with several guys and coaches are on the recruiting trail trying to to make sure that they get these guys in the boat. But I was thinking yesterday, Swain, we have an early signing period. We have National Signing Day. We need a name in college football for the first week after the regular season in which hundreds of players entered the transfer portal. We need a name. We've got a name for everything else, but we don't have a name for this week. So it's it's like Black Black Monday in the NFL, except this time it's just players entering the transfer portal. And boy, were there players entering the transfer portal yesterday. Everybody. Everybody was in the portal. Half Oklahoma's team jumped into the portal <laughs> yesterday. I'm pretty sure that we're going to get a lot of players from South Bend that's going to enter the portal as, as well. As Brian Kelly is now the coach at LSU, that's going to be interesting to see how he uh, adapts to life in Baton Rouge around around those Cajuns. And I know one thing, he ain't going to be talking crazy to people down there either. Like he has been talking crazy to people uh, early in his career. He better check that at the door or he will be getting getting checked yep. uh, quick, fast, and in a hurry. So, um, man, I just thought it was important this morning to uh, you know, just give you some 
just give you some directions. Just, just, just in case. Okay. Just in case. Just in case it comes comes handy. Um, from South Bend to Knoxville, Tennessee, it is four hundred and ninety-four miles. Okay. About a seven-hour and thirty-five-minute trip. Not, not great, but not awful. If you it's like going to the beach. A little bit, yeah. Except yeah. you don't end up at the beach. You end up at Touchdown Jesus. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And so, if, you know, if you have, if you just need some directions, I so happen to have them right here from South Bend. All you have to do is go about 10 minutes, 30 miles, um, excuse me, 10 minutes, 3 miles, and then 30 minutes, 33.1 miles on US 31. You take exit 129B, you follow... I-74, I-275 South, and I-75 South to Henley Street in Knoxville. To all my people. I know that word. All my people there in South Bend. Come on down to Knoxville. Now what what's, transfer. what cities do you have to go through to get to uh, South Bend? A couple different ways you can go. You can go South Bend through through Dayton, Ohio, kind of. Um, that's about an eight-hour and 26-minute trip. Does that take me through Lexington? No, no. no. Oh, yeah, it does. Sorry. Every way takes you through Lexington. Sorry, Ben. Do I have to go through Lexington? You have to go through Lexington. I can't go over to Nashville and then mm, go up through Bowling Green to Louisville? Not unless you want to add in some extra hours of drive time, but... South Bend is three different ways to get to Knoxville. All three ways you have to go through Lex. Uh, How many Lexington. extra hours? It may be worth it. Um, uh, I don't know if you want to do that. Man. <sighs> I don't know. It's okay to go through Lexington. Tennessee has beaten t- uh, Kentucky and everything. It doesn't matter. This is true. Ten- yeah. Tennessee owns the University of Kentucky. Yeah, it, it does not matter. So uh, you can go through Indianapolis if you want to. The, you know, go see the, the house that Peyton built on your way to Knoxville. <laughs> but just get on I-75, Nordane players. I-75, that's all you have to do. I-75, and you'll be good to go. I I, I think it'd be nice to uh, find a, a tackle from Notre Dame, if, if possible. Now that uh, old Cade Mays is... Essentially moving on to the NFL at some point. I mean, it's not the biggest secret in the world that this was going to be Cade's last ride at Tennessee, final season of college football. Hopefully he can play in the bowl game. Ankle did not allow him to play in the Vandy game, but hopefully he can be back for the bowl game before he begins to get ready for the NFL. But my point is that Tennessee's going to need a new right tackle next season. And Swain on Tennessee's current roster, who do you feel good about playing right tackle next year? I feel good about Darnell Wright back at left tackle and talk about underrated seasons. Darnell Wright has had an underrated season. He was really good for Tennessee this year. We barely talked about him, and that is a great thing. You don't you don't want to be talked about as a left tackle. We barely talked about Darnell. I mean, I understand what you're saying. He had a good season. Yeah. In my opinion. No, he did have a good season, but, I mean, it's okay to talk about somebody 
you know, don't have to always be negative. The, the position you don't want to talk about is, you know, snapper and holder. <laughs> but offensive yes. line, it's okay to talk about guys um, because more times than not when you're talking about them, they're, they're doing the right thing. They're providing protection for the quarterback and, you know, open up holes for the running game. And we talked about Trey Smith a lot. Yes. And, you know, and it wasn't always bad. So that's all I'm saying. I feel you. I feel you. Well, I'm talking about him now. He had a really, really good season. Darnell Wright did, and I think he deserves a, a ton of credit for the transformation that he put his body through last offseason, and I'm excited to see the step that he takes this offseason. So I feel good about Darnell at left tackle and Jerome Carvin back at left guard. I, I talked about how I liked Jerome's season yesterday. I feel good about Cooper back at center. Javante Spragans, he had a, a solid season, was really good in the running game, needs to take a big step and big step in pass protection this offseason. So I feel good about those four spots. But, but Swain, we don't have anybody to play right tackle right now. You, you, you do have some options returning with, with Jeremiah Crawford and, and Dane Davis. And, and maybe those guys can grab the bull by the horns and take it and run with it. But does uh, Notre Dame have any, any tackles that, that may want to make the move down to, to Knoxville or – any safeties? I know they've got the one cat that's about to be drafted very highly in in the draft. They, they got any any other safeties that or, or corners that that may want to make the trip down to Knoxville? Uh, my bad, man. I'm looking at the Oklahoma roster right now. Looking who's oh. from who's from Tennessee. I see Reggie Grimes from Tennessee, uh, defensive end. Um, just you know, just Key Lawrence want want to come back. Man, that would be that would be that would be pretty good. Let's see. awkward, but I'd do it in a heartbeat. Hey, man, uh, would he Washington want to come home? Yeah, I mean, just looking just looking at guys from Oklahoma. Hey, it wasn't Heupel that didn't want you, so don't hey. don't don't be mad at Tennessee anymore. The the reason you're you're not at Tennessee is gone. Pretty much. Come on home, Woody. Pretty much. Come on, Woody. Come lay the wood in Knoxville. I see Eric Gray is from Tennessee, but I don't know Do if he is as good as um, some other options out there in the pool. No, Tennessee trying to get in the mix with uh, Jameer Gibbs, who we discussed yesterday, who did officially enter the transfer portal. That's a coincidence he entered the transfer portal. We talked about him yesterday, man. I mean, I, that's – man, the holidays are near, man. The holidays are there. You can just tell. You're so kind the, for, for all the giving that you're doing. The holiday season is near, man. I'm just I'm just lucky. I was just lucky, man. Super lucky. The timing was just on my side on that one, man. Just a coincidence that, you know, the day we talked about him possibly into the transfer portal, he entered the transfer portal. Wow, man. Must have been a coincidence. Must have been. <laughs> um, Key Lawrence is from, from, you know, Nashville. You mentioned Woody Washington. Got a couple players on Oklahoma's team from the state of Tennessee, not just the school of Tennessee, but the state itself. And then, hey man, if you want to go on over to, to Notre Dame and check out who's from the state of Tennessee, we can do that too. We can yes. do that too. This yes. is this yes. is fun. Oh, this, it's 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 very fun. This is fun. No, it's I, it's even more fun if you actually go pick players off the roster. Uh, well, that would be great too. Let's check out who's from. Who's from Tennessee on the on this Notre Dame roster? I wonder if Eric Gray will transfer back to to his city and attend the University of Memphis. I don't know. He got some decisions to make. 
Oh, Jonesboro, Tennessee. Hmm. Who is that? Is, it, is Prince Collie? I said, am I saying that correctly? Correct. Linebacker. Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh, he's from East Tennessee too. Uh-huh. We need linebackers. If I'm not mistaken. We need linebackers. Who else from Tennessee on this roster? I think that might be it. Wow, that might be it. Hmm. Guess well, that's, that's okay. If I recall correctly, uh, another recruit from the state of Tennessee that Pruitt didn't think was good enough to play at Tennessee. Like that's a player from Atlanta. Oh, 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 yeah. All right. Atlanta's been good to Tennessee the oh. last two weeks. Oh, let's get it. Oh, got another from Alpharetta, which is Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jonesboro's up by the Tri Cities. Man, it's. It, I mean, it's pretty cool just to sit back and watch like everything else take place. Watch all the other schools have to deal with coaching changes. Watching the other fan bases lose it. Y'all, have y'all seen Oklahoma's fan base? Man, it wasn't too long ago when they was pointing finger at us, wasn't it? Wasn't too long ago. They was pointing the finger, laughing at Tennessee fans. We just sit back. We just sit back watching y'all try to take Lincoln Riley to the court. Y'all trying to arrest him. <laughs> he on the message boards, Oklahoma, they're literally talking about arresting Lincoln Riley because he's taking away state fish, state officials. <laughs> Y'all gonna arrest him? What y'all need to be doing is arresting him for stealing what he's stealing from uh, USC. My goodness, that is robbery. Daylight, no mask. No wonder Lincoln Riley said bye bye. That's a Unbelievable deal. And then Brian Kelly. <laughs> Brian Kelly a couple days ago was like, no, I'm not going anywhere. Well, he meant to say he's not going anywhere that day. Eight days later, he he agreed to be the, the LSU head coach. And what stinks? And all this is for the players. That's what stinks. No, it doesn't. That's what you get for leaving Tennessee last year. No, I'm talking about for the Notre Dame players. I'm talking about guilt by association. The OU, the OU players, like that's 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 what it, that's what stinks. They they have to they basically have to they're questioning whether or not they want to leave or stay. They don't know what's going on. And I, and I remember on Tennessee Prime, man, uh, Jay Blakey was like he just he just wanted to play. It was too much drama. It was, it was all this uncertainty going on. And these players right now are experiencing exactly what Jay Blakey was talking about. So I do feel for them. Can I say one thing as we go to break? I need to go ahead and answer this question that we will get at some point today during the show. I feel like I'm, I'm speaking for both of us. Well, actually, you, you were more open to the idea the last time it was brought up than, than I was. I've never been open to the idea. Okay. And that is Spencer Rattler coming to Tennessee. My answer is no. no. Before you ask, your answer, my answer is no. I'm good. No, I don't want Spencer Rattler. I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. 865-255-03. Hour 1 is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Be right back.
irisnetworksusa.com. Hi there, Swain Event family. Are you in the market to purchase a home and a bit freaked out with the market right now? As someone who's been in your spot before, I'm familiar with what's going through your brain. And as a realtor, I've mastered the ins and outs of the buying process. When you work with me, you'll benefit from my experience, and together we'll work toward making sound, smart decisions for your future. And of course, talk a little Vol Sports along the way. Just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges and microwaves in every room plus breakfast is included in every rate not to mention there's also a pool and fitness center on site if it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants bars and shopping you would never want to leave at only six miles from campus you're still right in where the big orange action is go to hamptoninn.com search knoxville and book your room at the hampton inn paper mill or call 865-693-5400 We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including 
rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim. Com. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. You don't even have to make a turn from South Bend to Knoxville. Not even a turn. Not one turn. Just just emerge. That's all you have to do. Just get on I-75 from South Bend. That is it. That is it. This, this, is, this, is, this is great. This is great, Ben. It is time for Around the SEC. What do you have for us today? Oh, boy, do I have a lot to discuss with you all today. Get out your pen and paper if you want to jot down all these transfers I am about to mention because there have been plenty. I got time. I'm I'm going to try and go school by school, but I have so many in my notes that I may not be able to. I got plenty of time. We'll start at Missouri where they have had a couple of starters hit the transfer portal. They had starting tight end, Daniel Parker, who was talked about a pretty good amount going into the season. He is in the transfer portal. Their starting cornerback, Ishmael Burdine, is in the transfer portal. They have another tight end. What school is this again? Missouri. I'm good. And and Mr. Drinkwitz. 
Uh, they had another tight end, Messiah Swenson, enter the portal. And then they had an offensive tackle, Jack Buford, enter the portal. Vandy was also hit by the transfer portal No, yesterday. Uh, they had former four-star safety Brendan Harris enter the portal. Starting corner Gabe Judy Lally enter the portal. And then their receiver Cam Johnson enter the portal. So Vandy and Missouri hit pretty good by the portal yesterday. Uh, at Ole Miss, linebacker Momo Sanago entered the, entered the transfer portal swing. Is he good? He's all right. Mm-mm. That's not good enough, man. It's time. It's time to move forward with ballers. With ballers. And this is our time to do it. The time to upgrade. We can't be bringing in players that are all right. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's time to make a move, man. Florida's down. It's time to make a move. Let's get it. Florida did have a couple of players enter the transfer portal. Uh, redshirt freshman offensive lineman Gerald Mincy, who was a three-star in the 2020 class. And then they had a defensive end, Dante Zanders, apparently who was formerly Dante Lang, has entered the, the, the transfer portal, played in 37 games after signing with the Gators as a tight end. We good there. Alabama linebacker Jackson Bratton, who is from Muscle Shoals, your neck of the woods. He is in the portal. He's a former four-star. I think that up oh, another Alabama player, offensive lineman Pierce Quick, who was a very highly ranked player coming out of high school. Uh, top 100 player in the 2019 class was Pierce Quick. He is in the portal. Bring me all the linemen. Yes, bring me all the linemen. Uh, but please make sure he is good. In terms of some notable transfers outside of the SEC, now Nick Scalzo, quarterback at Kentucky, did enter the portal. But uh, players outside of the, the SEC that, that entered the portal that were notable, I mentioned Spencer Rattler before break, Jaden Hazelwood, a former five-star receiver at Oklahoma is in the portal. Him. We talked about him yesterday before he hit the portal. And that, seriously, we, that, that was just a coincidence. I, we were just assuming because because Lincoln left mm-hmm. that he would want to that leave. That was 100% an assumption. And I'm going to make the assumption that Georgia, if Georgia wants him, will be his destination considering he's from Georgia. But – I guess we'll see again. Like I said, I'm just I'm just making an assumption. But you also know what you do when you make assumptions. Uh, Zach Evans, the former five-star running back that considered Tennessee out of high school, signed with TCU. He is in the transfer portal. Don't 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 even get yourself worked up for that one. I was going to add that I would would not count on that one. Yeah, don't get worked up for that one. Uh, Clemson linebacker Kane Patterson who is from the Mid-State, entered the portal. He's a former four-star recruit, had 23 tackles in 2020. So maybe Tennessee tries to get in with Clemson linebacker Kane Patterson, who is from Tennessee. And I think uh, I think I covered everybody. Oh, and how about Terrence Lewis, the former Tennessee recruit, former Tennessee commit from Florida, former five-star who signed with Maryland, 
he is in the transfer portal. So be prepared for the next month or two because this is mostly what we will be discussing during around the SEC. I do have some other things I'd like to throw in there. Uh, Mike Bobo will not return as Auburn's offensive coordinator. Wow. According to Auburn Live, which is on three sports's Auburn site, uh, Justin Hawkinson, Hokinson, I don't know. Uh, he says that Mike Bobo will not return as Auburn's offensive coordinator. Wow. Which I we, we can make fun of Bo Nix all we want. The dude's about to have five offensive coordinators in five years. Five offensive coordinators in five years for Bo Nix. JG didn't even have that many coordinators. It's tough, man. That's 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 tough, and it's not a good look when you when you start firing coordinators after after one season. I mean, look what happened with Tennessee, Jerem Pruitt, and and uh, Tyson Helton, and we know what ultimately happened. Um, you know, it's not a good look to start firing coordinators, assistant coaches. Sometimes there's different stories there, but coordinators, man, you gotta get those things right uh, up front. But it's better to fix it and, and and handle business rather than keep it keep somebody in there that don't know what they're doing or someone that you don't mesh with. But uh, surprising development there in, in Auburn. Did you see some of the contract details for Lincoln Riley at USC? They are pretty ridiculous, some of these contract details, according to Robert Hefner. They, they, they may not be real, but we, we think that they are real. It was from some random guy on, on Twitter, but it, it got picked up by several news outlets. Uh, and the guy does have almost 4,000 uh, followers and claims to be a Sooner insider, but I don't know. I'm going to mention it anyways. $110 million USC buying both his homes in Norman for $500,000 over asking so he can get a $1 million bonus, buying him a $6 million home in L.A., unlimited use of the private jet 24-7 for the family. Pretty pretty remarkable if 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 <laughs> if, if those are true. Yes, sir. Of course, the, the first comment was, how much is he going to lose in taxes? Bet he didn't factor that one in. How about property taxes on that? Probably didn't think about that one either. <laughs> you know what it's time for, Ben? What's that? It's time to get into coaching. Yeah, yes, it is time for you to go join Trooper Taylor at Duke. <laughs> you, you've got a pretty good whistle for a coach. Uh-huh. Get, get, get back! <laughs> get, get, get on the line. Get, get, get on the line right now. Get on the line. If I can just do that, <laughs> I'm bound to get fired and then get paid. Property taxes. That's what somebody said? Yeah, somebody worried about that. I, I think <laughs> I think Lincoln will, think will be okay. okay. Uh, Brian Kelly will also be okay. Man. Because apparently he is going to get 15 mil what? at L. Yes. Why you? Why you do that LSU, man? All you did was just hike the the, the price up 
For everybody else. For everybody else, man. I can't stand you. You know what my initial thought was? What's that? When I saw how much Lincoln Riley's getting, Brian Kelly getting, Mel Tucker, his contract extension, James Franklin, his contract extension, Jimbo Fisher, what he signed for last offseason, his little extension. How much is Nick Saban truly worth if these other guys are getting 15 mil a year? Uh, 30 plus. 1,000%. Yeah. Like Max Scherzer, Tony Vitello's BFF, signed a contract with the Mets yesterday or agreed to a contract with the Mets for like 43 mil a piece. That's what Nick Saban is worth. That's, that's, if not more, like I, I think you could justify he's, he's paying saving fifty million a year. He's worth more, yeah. He's, for he's for you have to think outside of the box on this one. You can't just think about football when when we say he is worth that much money of of fifty mil a year. It's it's because of everything that he has brought to the University of Alabama and the the amount of revenue that he has generated for the university and the city of Tuscaloosa. They get it. He he brings in, or the Alabama football program, because of Nick Saban's success, has brought in so much money for the university. And I, I've been to every third Saturday in October since 2013, and I've, I realize that's, that's not a, a long time in the, in the grand scheme of things. Yes, it is. Uh, only eight. It's felt like 80 years, but it's only been eight straight. And... My point is that Saban was having success prior to 2013, but that 2013 Butch's first season, when I went down there, even when I went back this year, it looks vastly different just within a six-year span on campus because of all the money that they've been able to pour into the university and, and dorms and buildings on on campus there's there's always something new on Alabama's campus and it's a direct correlation to Alabama football having success success go go look at their enrollment and how it has skyrocketed since Saban's gotten there so Saban that I couldn't help but think what what Saban's actually worth when when you see these other coaches getting what they're getting what do you think of Brian Kelly going to LSU I just I am uh, interested in the personality fit, the culture fit there for Brian Kelly. I mean, I I, I can't wait to see Brian Kelly try to recruit some of these dudes from Louisiana. And listen, LSU is going to pretty much recruit themselves. That's usually how it happens at big-time programs like that. But now that players have more power now than ever with NIL and Transfer Portal, and we know how Brian Kelly has a history of, of trying to talk down to people and you know, and some of his players. I want to see how that flies in Baton Rouge. That's all. What I don't, That's what I'm looking forward to. I, I have that same thought. Like, Brian, Brian Kelly is a known D-bag. Like, folks, that, that it is well documented that he's not the, the nicest person or the, the best of people. You mean you mean the, the the guy that sent uh, the message to his players, talking about men? Let me first apologize for the late night text at ten o'clock p.m. Uh, coach, stay awake, especially last night. <laughs> they awake. 
Let me first apologize for the late night text. And more importantly, for not being able to share the news with you in person that I will be leaving Notre Dame. I am flying back to South Bend tonight to be able to meet with you in the morning, but the news broke late today. I am sorry you found out through social media and news reports. I will have more to share when we meet at 7 a.m., but for now, just know that my love for you is limitless. I am proud of all that you have accomplished. Our program is elite because of your hard work and commitment. I know that will continue. I will share more in the morning when we meet. Again, my sincere apologies for not being able to be the one to share the news directly with you, Coach Kelly. Um, our program, it ain't y'all program anymore. It's not your program anymore, Coach Kelly. It's their program. It's now. prime hours. No, it's their program. It's the players at Notre Dame's program. It's not your program. And who's showing up to that meeting at 7 a.m.? <laughs> I'm good. There, I, there I, will be players who do not show up. I saw, I, I saw the news, Coach. There's nothing more you need to tell me. There's nothing more that I need to know. I will share more in the morning. More what? You ain't going to be here, coach. That's all I need to know. I'm good. I'm going to catch these Z's. Go to the you know, film room. Go to, go to the weight room. Get some work in. Uh, the hit field. the transfer portal. Head down to Knoxville. Hit the portal. Get on Google Maps. See how far it is from South Bend to Knoxville, which is about seven and a half, eight hours. That's just, not bad. Just a, a straight shot. 75, I 75, let's get it. Just don't stop in Lexington. I mean, you can stop in, you know, pee. But see, that, that wasn't even the worst thing that he did. Go to Kroger, get you, you know. He ghosted his entire coaching get staff. Get some guys you can fill up in, you can fill up at Kroger, man. Get them full points and finish the trip on here to Knoxville. I, I, I have my preference for Stoop. gas station, and, it, and it's not that one. Stoops, Stoops going to Oklahoma, man. You watch. You watch. You think so? I don't know. I know. I know. I know. Venables has ties. Um, I'd rather I, hire Stoops. I know. I know that. You know. Saw a report yesterday uh, about you know Shane Beamer, and these are these are coaches that used to coach at Oklahoma. Was well received. Did a really good job. Um, but if we know, they hire Shane Beamer, but we know the tie. We know the tie. We know the Stoops tie. A Kentucky Kentucky sites were reporting yesterday that Stoops wasn't going anywhere. Okay, well, cool. We'll see what happens. But I, I, I just don't understand how Brian Kelly can be the way that he is, yet he's successful every single season. Like his his team technically has right, but how in today's climate, like you mentioned, like how can how can he be this way, yet still be able to get a team to come together and technically Notre Dame still because, because <laughs> this I, is because he's different to his, with his players. Yes. That's, but, that's the only way. Yeah. But I like if I'm an LSU player, like I it'd be kinda hard not to look at him sideways with the way that he that he left Notre Dame. Cause what well, I I'd love to know what Brian Kelly was telling all those Notre Dame players when he was in their living rooms. There's no what there's no good way to tell your players you leave it. Th- this is true. I mean I'm you know and I, Dylan I, Gabriel was, was hot. Oh, he was hot. Fish grease hot at Josh Heupel. <laughs> 
and I'm sure Heupel didn't leave in the best way either. There's no, there's not a good way to leave. It really, it's really not. I was, I mean, I'm reading this message that he sent to the players, and I'm pretty sure Heupel did the same thing to Central Florida players. Like it's hard. It's hard to tell guys you're leaving. Right. There's not a good way to do it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm more so speaking just like all the evidence over the years of, of what we know of Brian Kelly. Like he's not the nicest guy. Yet he, um, he continues to win. I like the hire for, for LSU. I, I really do. I, I think I, I think Brian Kelly is one of the, the best coaches in, in college football, and, and he's about to take over one of the best jobs in college football. And I would be very surprised if, if he does not have success. And, and we as Tennessee people want him to have success. Make life harder on Alabama, please. And and here's the other thing. Somebody said this on the text box early earlier in the show. And sorry for uh, not giving credit to ever said it. The, the the text box is flowing pretty good this morning. But it'll be fun to root against Brian Kelly. Like like he is the the pitcher perfect person to root against. What's different than rooting against him when he was in Notre Dame? The, oh, LSU affects us more because they're in the SEC. Oh, okay. And and remember, we don't like LSU anyways. That bum pulmonary. <laughs> Uh, my man Will here says, this is probably the most college uh, head coaching openings we've seen at one time ever. Now, wait, I'm not seeing a lot of demand for Graciano. Why? We Oops. were preached to by the national media how great of a coach he is. Let's see where he ends up. Well, maybe he just wants to be a Rutgers, Will. Maybe he is a lifetime Rutgers man. Maybe he just wants to be a ruckus for the rest of his career. But uh, with all this coaching stuff going on and all these openings, that means a guy like Tim Banks, a guy like Tim Banks may get some opportunities. And months ago during preseason camp, when we got a chance to talk to him during the spring, and when you heard him talk, it was like, yeah, this dude's going to be a head coach. Sooner or later, he's going to be a head coach. And I was thinking like two, three years, more leaning towards three. Because I didn't think he would have the defense playing out of their minds this quick. Listen, the defense wasn't good, but they were better than what we thought they would be. Tim Banks was recognized as one of the best assistant coaches in the country. He, he was a semifinalist for the Frank Rolls Award. Like, I would expect him to blow up this fast. We saw it in him early, but other people saw it too. So, there's a chance that Tim Banks may get a head coaching job. And if that's the case, I'm happy for him. I'm really happy for him. I think what Josh Heupel has done is made this job more attractive. For recruits and for coaches. When Tennessee was looking for a defensive coordinator, man, we 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 with them some names. And it took a little bit. I think if Tim Banks goes to Duke and Tennessee has to replace him, I don't think the search will be as hard. But this is part of it. When you have good coaches, when you have good performances, when you have guys that want to move up and get opportunities, you're gonna lose some of them. You know what I'm saying? Tim Banks is is a done deal to Duke or anything, but I do understand that Tim Banks is going to be looked looked at, and he should. 
He should be. He's a dang good coach. He's a dang good coach. So, I'm still excited. I'm still in a good mood. I'm still chilling. Like a villain on pillar ceiling. Chilling. Watching the coaching carousel. Even with maybe one of our coaches leaving. As long as it's not hypo, I'm cool. As long as it's not hypo, I am cool. Because you are, you're, you're being unrealistic if you think that you're going to live in this day and age as a fan and you're going to keep a staff intact like the former days when Coach Cut and, 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 and John Chavis and Steve Caldwell, Dan Brooks, and Pat Washington, and all these guys were coaching together. Randy Sanders were coaching together for 10-plus years, and no one left. What day is over? But head coach, if he's intact, I'm, I'm good to go. You want to hear a fun stat? Um, yes, I like fun stats. This is completely off topic, so I apologize. But uh, you'll enjoy this. Of Kentucky's nine wins this season, one came against the team with a winning record. You can't do that, Ben. Six and five UTC. You can't. An you, FCS team. UK played three FBS teams that had regular season winning records, and Kentucky went 0 and 3 against those teams that finished with a winning record. Bro, I, listen, man, I told you weeks ago, months ago, that Kentucky was, I mean, it was good, but they, you know, they, they was all right, but they was just that. They now, was, they, they was that. as Lackland. McLean says on Twitter, he's the one who found this stat. He said, that being said, the five, six, and six teams that they did beat would have been six and five without the loss to Kentucky, so there's that. Oh, well. My point remains, they still lied in a down down east and still lost to a team that had 69 scholarships. Nice. So, whatever. How about Josh Heupel in the in-home visit in Memphis, man? Got a got his Jordans on. What'd you think of uh, Coach Brian Jean Marie's photo of Rotel Dip? Did you think anything of it? Uh, there, there were several folks who were not fans of of said Rotel Dip. looked looked a little too thin for him. What's not wrong with Rotel Dip? John K from South Carolina vehemently disagrees. What's not wrong with that Rotel Dip? There's nothing wrong with it. The problem is... I'm not a Rotel Dip guy. I wouldn't know. The problem is, why is John marie just having Rotel Dip for the first time? That's that's the question. That is the question. Also, I love recruiting season because then you get coaches tweeting about Rotel Dip. Hashtag Rotel Dip. Man, coach, coach was born in 1975. <laughs> and this is your first time with some Rotel Dip, coach? You coached at Texas? South Florida? North Alabama? <laughs> Poor guy. How how long did he have to live in Florence? Oh, that was just one year. Whew, thank thank the Lord. One year. But he's been around. One man. year too long. This, this is the first time he's had some road rotel dip. That's that's surprising. 
That's surprising. Now, if he was here between 2013 and 2017, man, he would have had it every Monday. <laughs> go, go, uh, go, go! Read John K's last last message on the text box. John Kay says, I wish I would have had uh, John, Brian John Murray's Rotel Dip to go with Jimmy Homs' gumbo. No. No. I don't want no part of that gumbo. <laughs> no. I've been, I've been detoxing since Thanksgiving. Getting ready for Christmas? <laughs> the last thing I want is that gumbo. Mm-mm. Florida Vol fan said, I love Florence. My de- my degree got a big UNA across the top. Well, let me ask you this, Florida Vols fans. Where do you live right now? And when's the last time you visited Florence? When's the last time you've been back since you love it so much? Look, I I, I don't mean to offend anybody, but you can have this Florence. It's 2021. Everybody's offended. You, you, you can have Florence. I'll, t- I'll take my little new market. I think I've been there one time. And I didn't know I was there. Now I I will I will say downtown Florence is is a is a, a cute little scene, but the drive to Florence, I'm good. It's like driving in the school zone. Are we gonna get there? Correct. And it's it's in the middle of nowhere. It's like forty five. You you lose cell service every other five minutes. There, there's a part in, in which you go from sixty five to fifty five to forty five to thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> Downtown Vol says, I don't know, Swain. Hans Gumbo will probably clear you out pretty good if you're doing a cleanse. Now, I don't want that type of cleanse. I want to be happy. I want to be happy. I don't want to be, you know, I have my stomach in knots. I'm good. But if 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 Cody Jones, a defensive back who is committed to Michigan that lives in Memphis, if it's his mama that made it, oh, I know it's I know it's fire. Well, I, I was more so even even if it's not fire. If, if it's fire or not, you're gonna eat that whole thing of Rotel dip with a smile on your face. This ain't right. This is the best Rotel dip I've ever had, man. This is amazing. We need to bottle this up and sell Sh- this. Should should he say that if it's the only thing of Rotel dip he's ever had? Cause then, no, you say this has to be the best. Okay, there I mean, you go. this has to be the best rotel dip I've ever had. We gotta, we gotta bottle this up. We gotta sell this in in some in some grocery stores. My goodness, this is amazing, ma'am. Can I have something to go? Oh, Can yeah. I have a Tupperware to go? Aluminum foil. I put in aluminum foil. Whatever. Let me get one of them old cups that you don't use anymore. I put some dip in there. And put some aluminum foil over the top. Yeah, I, I, I over the top. I, I think you're ready to go to go be a coach. Oh yeah, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I'm ready to get this money. Oh yeah! Fire me today. Call troop. Call troop. Tell him you're ready. Fire me today. I can't wait to get fired. You can be his receiver's and coach. Fire. Where do I sign? Right here. Jason Swain. Now fire me right now. <laughs> fire me right now. I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to go home. And get paid. I'm ready to get paid. Fire me. John Casey, never mind, y'all right. Miss Jones, can I please have your recipe for the Rotel dip? There you go. You go, John K. We got to get that recipe. We got to put that recipe on Pinterest. Somebody <laughs> call Bobby Flay. We need to get Bobby Flay making this Rotel dip on his show. 
Hour two coming up.